But I have to speak personally here as somebody who's watched presidential debates for 40 years, as somebody who's moderated presidential debates, as someone who's prepared candidates for presidential debates, as someone who's covered presidential debates, that was the worst presidential debate I have ever seen. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. <laughs> that was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace. Would you shut up, man? The American people lost tonight because that was horrific. You just took the words out of my mouth. Um, you used some high-minded language. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a shit show. And, you know, we're on cable. We can say that. Apologies for being um, maybe a little bit crude. You know, Jack, <laughs> I'm not sure I can talk about politics for another second. What intrigues me is the White Sox-A's match. <laughs> Game one, the Sox took in a shocker 4-1. to one. Meanwhile, the Yankees dominated the Indians. So it's about it's the tenor of the thing that's got people upset. Um, well, and what's got me upset is that the tenor overshadowed a lot of the substance. Yeah, even though uh, I read another great article about this yesterday in the L.A. Times, the history of debates is they don't move the needles. They don't matter much. They just don't. So the awful feeling we have out of last night is, the, you know, it's the way we act now. It's, it's just the culture we've now got. The debate last night was a mirror of ourselves. It, well, it was. It not absolutely was. <laughs> it's not a mirror. If it may be a mirror of you. Don't you drag me into your mirror. I'm capable of having a, a calm, rational uh, comparison of ideas. I watched the debate with my 10-year-old, and he loved it. A 10-year-old, <laughs> unless you got a weird 10-year-old, should not like a presidential debate because it'd be boring and you wouldn't understand any of it. But you can understand old men yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, the, the people on the Muppets. Those guys are great. Sure. One of our beloved listeners characterized it as two old men yelling at each other over corned beef in a deli. I say it's fatty. It's no more fatty than any corned beef. It's fatty. <laughs> uh, just and my, my my belief was I said this to my wife sitting on the couch and I and and, and I believe it. Our society has coarsened over the years. There's nobody. That could argue that that's not true. We're so much coarser a society than when I was a kid in, a, in, a, in several decades. I mean, there's no comparison yep. on what's television, on what's acceptable on the radio, what's acceptable for conversation in front of women and children. And I, I know I sound like a, a an old person when I say stuff like that, but we're just a coarser society. And then you look at social media and the way we treat each other, including people, you know, of in positions of power and of high intellect, the way we talk to each other. Why would we expect our presidential debate to not at some point match that? Yeah. Why wouldn't it end up like that? That's who we are now. Right. And at the root of it are topics nobody wants to discuss. You know, I've often said diversity isn't our greatest strength. Unity is our greatest strength. Diversity can be fun and cool, and I'm for it. But unity is our favor- is our greatest strength. And we have lost the unity of a shared set of ideas and morals and 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 standards. And you can say, well, that's fine, that's good, I like it. Okay, that you're entitled to your opinion. But a lot of the countries that lefties who tend to say stuff like that and reply to my point of view, um, a lot of the countries they then look to and admire your, your, um, your uh, what are you, Scandinavian states and the rest of it that have s- supposedly socialist wonderlands, even though they don't, not within 100 miles, but 
they are incredibly homogenous society. Absolutely. They all look the same. They're all the same religion. They all speak the same language. They all know they're everybody's everybody else's cousin. And so they have nobody is going to abuse the welfare state because everybody agrees on the role of the welfare state and how good decent human beings handle it. Now we're running this amazing experiment in we have a set of principles. But whoever you are, whatever you think, wherever you come from, come on, sign into the principles, and, and let's party. Let's have a big old American party. But there are huge challenges to that, and nobody wants to talk about that because you don't want to come off as racist or, or whatever. It just keeps saying diversity is our greatest strength and just apologize for being an American. I hate it. We should play a little bit of the mess just to, for anybody who didn't hear it or forgot or has never seen an actual S show. <laughs> when you say S show, it yes. implies like tickets and seats and waiting in line. Does an that, opening does that act, concessions. <laughs> concessions, exactly. Is there a whizzing contest that's the oh, opening act for an S I, show? I don't think I can finish my popcorn <laughs> watching this. It's just. Come on. Oh, boy. Jack, you make the call. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, wait a second. How about. Well, we could have played. Uh, John Heilman, the debate was a debacle, but I think you got the idea. Yeah, I, I guess 43 is a decent example, a little bit. That's what we're talking about here. All right, that's the, end of the, that's the end of the didn't segment. We're, mo- we're moving on. He didn't take them. Well, Vice President, but, 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 no. Can I be honest? It's a very important try question. Try to be honest. No, I, I stood up. No, I, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine, no, I, sir, with a billion dollars, if you that don't get rid is of you know what? You're way not true. You're doing it. You're going to have true gentlemen. Is I hate to raise my voice, but I see it seems to be. Why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? It's funny. So my wife, my wife comes in. Uh, the debate's practically over, and uh, I said, "You got to watch some of this." And I start at the beginning, and the beginning. I told her, I said, wow, this seems weird now watching the beginning because it ramps up quickly. Because at the very beginning, it was uh, Biden came out and said, uh, appreciate debating tonight, Mr. President. Uh, Chris, it's good to be here and everything. And, and you know, Trump said, hey, Joe. How yeah, are and everything. <laughs> I don't want to fight. I said, it doesn't stay like this long. Yeah, yeah brace yourself. <laughs> and then the, the clip you just heard, that was the majority of it. Really. Yeah. That's the way it was a lot. Yeah. And and I had to hit the rewind because I was actually interested in what either one of them were saying a couple of times. So I'd rewind it and try to focus in on what Trump said. And I'd try to focus in on what Biden said. It was it was pretty difficult to figure it out. You're a, brief, a good American. Brief moment of recognition for whoever's job it was was to uh, convey the closed captioning live in real <laughs> oh, time. Oh, that thing. wait a minute. I should have turned that on. <laughs> Their fingers no, are on fire. No, that had to be like five people. I wonder what they it. wrote. They, they must wrote just... unintelligible. Yeah, they unintelligible. Must have. They must have. unintelligible, inaudible, <laughs> unintelligible. <laughs> oh golly, I hated the format. And I, uh, Chris Wallace handled an impossible situation very badly. <laughs> uh, as I said earlier, I think he'll end up being the star of these three debates. I think it'll go downhill from here. If they have any sense whatsoever, the other moderators and organizations are. Uh, they're in a meeting right now with locked doors, bagels being brought in, Ooh, bagels. careful filtration of the air, <laughs> water for six weeks. They've locked themselves in a room, Porta John's in the corner, and are figuring out how to handle it better. I, I remember in days past, and this would have solved, well, I'll go with part A of my plan, then part B. Part A is, is you're going to agree with part B, maybe not. 
Mr. President, your response to COVID has been criticized. Would you like to defend it and talk about where you're going forward? You will have two minutes. Mr. Vice President, you will have 90 seconds to respond, and then you will each get 30 seconds to clean up anything you think was wrong or or you'd like to uh, reemphasize or whatever. Then we'll move on to the next topic. While the other guy is, that's part A. Because the whole, you each get two minutes, then we move on, is idiotic. Yeah, sure. There's no summary. There's no rebuttal. That's a, whose idea was that? And and then part B of my plan. If you're going to do it that way, there's no point in having them there together. And, and right. sometimes there seemed to be, oh, no, we're in open discussion yeah. now, but yeah. other times yeah. there wasn't well, right. right. Yeah, it was supposed to be open discussion for right. the remainder of the 15 minutes or whatever it was. But then at one point, the open discussion thing just ended, and Chris Wallace would yell at him, we're done. But part B of my plan <laughs> is for the... The two minutes, 90 seconds, 30, 30 thing. And then if they don't follow, alligators. Or a compliance belt. I'm not picky. <laughs> While you get your two minutes, the other guy's mic is off. Off. And then it's easy. And listen, we run microphones around here. It's effortless. You turn mine on, you turn Jack's off. And you go back and forth. The debate the whole way like that. Well, the who... Well, you can your counterpoint, your your brilliant or idiotic plan, and there's a fine line in the past. Would you like to explain that? Having them in a room, yeah, N- no moderator. I've always thought if you just had them one pool cue, if only you, one person comes out alive. <laughs> <laughs> we turn the lights off. We close the door. Whoever comes out as the president, we turn down the volume from the screams. Yeah, yeah, no soundproof room has to be. It's too brutal. Come on. That's part B of Jack's plan. Jack, why don't you explain There's part There's one hammer on the table in the middle of the room. You start in the corners. Foot speed is really key to this thing. Stop the hammering! Now, I've always thought if you had the two candidates just sitting at a table, red light comes on, they know the thing has started, and it's just wide open from there. And you you would you would find out their personalities real damn fast. Do you even have like a a premise for the first Nothing. question to start? Just however Nothing. they want to go. Nothing. You find out who they are, and uh, and and America decides from there. And I I think that would work pretty well. Somebody'd speak first and say, okay, it'd be like it'd be like being the foreman in a jury, which I know you have. I haven't. I've seen it on TV. But yeah. somebody's just going to say, okay, you know, how do you want to go about this? What what do we what do we want to make the topics here? Mm-hmm. I say we make the topics. COVID, China, and the economy. Okay, I'll give you COVID and the economy, but I think in in place of China, or maybe we get to China, but climate change has got to be in there. And, you know, they haggle a little bit. And yeah. It, it, you, what if one guy out, bulldozes the other guy? If one guy bulldozes the other guy, that, you know, people react to that. And the, and they, they, I would assume, think, okay, that guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Chris Wallace was... That's uh, kind of what's happening anyway refereed when he shouldn't have and let him brawl when he shouldn't have. And again, it was a difficult thing to do. Oh, I would have hated to to have that job. I would have hated to have that job. Well, the format was bad, and then he altered it in a bad way. He he fact-checked Trump more than he did Biden. Now people, the Trump haters would say, I got Trump lied all the time. There are plenty of things he could have pushed back on on Biden on a couple of different instances and just didn't. Well, that's because he lives in the world of left-wing media. He works for Fox News, I know, but Chris Wallace is no conservative. Not a chance. Um, but your idea of turning off the microphones, um, the problem with that is, at least until last night, maybe last night changed things, 
is the media has been wanting these gotcha moments, these these zinger lines. That's what they've been setting these things up for for years, because that's right. the only thing anybody plays mm-hmm. out of these things or talks about the next couple of days. Except us, because we're stupid. And so they want it that way. If If it really mattered to people that you don't, but in somebody would have done something about it years ago. Mm. Every debate I've ever watched in my whole life, a candidate breaks the rules and talks when they're not supposed to, and they get rewarded for it. Right, either, yeah, man. either by the crowd or the moderator or by the echo chamber. Yeah. You get rewarded for jumping in when you're not supposed to. So if that's the way it's going to well, work, people yeah, are going to okay. jump in. All right, listen, I've watched the street fighting videos on the YouTube, but if Kimbo Slice had ever knocked out his opponent, then knocked out his opponent's wife, then knocked out his opponent's nine-year-old daughter, I think it would have ended. They would have said, all right, we got to have referees for these things, all right? Yes. So I think we reached the logical extreme last night. Oh, the important takeaway on the debate, we got to take a break, but the important takeaway, we, we can't lose that, and we'll play some more clips for you. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Productive segment, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this is the important uh, takeaway that I didn't get to. Rich Lowry of the National Review, who's a Trump supporter, um... He said, I agree with everyone who says the debate is hard to grade on any traditional scale. But the key takeaway is that Trump set out to make Biden crack and it didn't happen. That that is that is the long and short of it. As we as we and a lot of people have been talking about for weeks, the ball game is does Biden come off as an old man who's not capable of being president? And he didn't. Well, that was the narrative supplied by Donald J. to yeah. a large extent, and the Republican, you know, thinkers in the last couple of days thought, "Oh no, oh no, oh no, we've got to cast him as not senile because that sets the bar too low." Let's let's try radical, which I think is uh, much closer to the truth. Although but, they're both fairly close. To but the since truth. it's on personality more than uh, than you know policy, I don't know. I think I think they rolled the dice, swung for the fences. And uh, so far, it hasn't worked, and last night might have been the best shot. Anyway, we should roll some of this. This uh, this one starts hot and gets crazy fast, so here we go. China ate your lunch, Joe, and no wonder your son goes in and he takes out, he takes out billions of dollars, takes out billions of dollars to manage, he makes millions of dollars. And also, Simply while we're at true. it, why is it, just out of curiosity... The mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Barista to deserve one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars? None of that is true. Not an answer. Not none of that is true. Oh, really? He totally didn't give three and a half hey, Mr. President, it's Mr. Totally, Mr. President, please. Totally discredited. Totally discredited. And by the way, well, wait, he didn't our, get three no, and a half million dollars, Joe. Mr. Vice he got three Mr. And a half President, dollars. that is not true. Oh, really? Mr. No. President, Mr. You, it's, a, it's an open discussion, please. No, you, you, it's a fact. I, well, there's, you there's have raised an issue. Let the Vice totally President answer. Discredited. Did Burris was a report, him $183,000 was a, a month with, with no was, experience in energy? Mit, Mr. Look, President, no my son did nothing wrong at Burisma. I think he did. Mr. President, let him answer. He doesn't want to let me answer because he knows I have the truth. His, his position has been totally, thoroughly discredited. By who? And you the correct. media. By everybody. Well, by the, by media, the media, by our allies, by the World Bank, by, e- <laughs> by everyone as discredited. Matter of fact, matter of fact even Mr. the President, people who testified under oath 
So let under me ask oath. you this. Henry, you know, no, no, oath. go ahead, mister. Henry, I'm listening Henry, to you. People under, you got three and a half million dollars from Moscow. Te he testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job okay, and I did so it I very well. Okay, so I think we well. made the point. And then later... Later, Trump gets into the, uh, you know, uh, Hunter I had a drug problem and got booted out of the military and everything like that. I think those were the real, this is going to look bad, I'm going to take some hits from this, but if I can make him crack, that's the highlight. If I can make him lose his temper and go angry old man. Yeah, you know. that's the highlight. What I said, you know, it's going to get lost to history. <laughs> his crack up. Is yeah. going to be the headline out of this, and yeah. Biden didn't crack. Although Biden did deny a bunch of stuff that is absolutely true. He denied right. his son got booted out of the military for some Norton blow. Right. Um, but, you know, the voters will decide. So, substance-wise, when we come back, we got to get to what Biden said about the Green New Deal and what Biden said about packing the court should have been, should be, huge headlines out of last night. Yeah. Uh, because of the tenor of the thing. Well, and the media bias. And the media bias. They'll just focus on Trump's sins Biden, or omissions. Biden not willing to answer the question. Look, your party, high people highly placed in your party are talking about packing the Supreme Court and ending the filibuster. Do you agree or disagree? Not answering that question. Whoa, you get to do that as a presidential candidate and get elected president? Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the president could have been uh, a little better explaining why losing the filibuster is such a bad deal. I don't think 10% of Americans nope. could explain that. Nope. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm predicting, and I don't want this to be true, it's going to be dull, uh, and Biden is going to be fine, and the race is not going to change, which is bad news for Trump. I don't want that to be true, but that's what I suspect is going to be true. Then you got so Terry. Just for the record, Joe predicts major moment. Jack, no. Ladies and gentlemen, we were both right. I don't think the race will change very much, and it was a major right. moment in American history. Who'd have uh, guessed that? Biden was fine in terms of the his mind works. What is this, soccer? You guys tied? I don't like it. The very low bar, the very low bar of his... Fair criticism. The very low bar of could he find his way home was met. Well, and uh, One conservative commentator I like said, Trump had spent days saying he doesn't even know he's alive. He, he apparently was cognizant of his own existence last night. He was sentient. So I, I think... Trump's style is unique, and it's you know it, it's 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 helped him succeed in life in a lot of different ways. But sometimes he steps on stuff, you know. He stepped on Chris Wallace when he would try to fact check Joe Biden a couple of times. He stepped on Joe Biden when Joe Biden was about to explain himself into a hole. Yeah, and he wouldn't let Joe Biden do it. And by doing that, a couple of major issues are being lost they're not even being talked about today let alone come election day right uh right. here here's one of them biden was hanging himself and trump slapped the noose out of his hands <laughs> yeah but here's one of them the final question is i can't remember which of all his rantings i'm having a little trouble myself but uh and and about the economy and about this question of what it's going to cost the the economy the econ i mean the green new deal the, and the, the idea of what what the, your the environmental changes deal, will do the green new deal will pay for itself as we move forward. We're not going to build plants that, in fact, are great polluting plants. Could you We're support build the Green New Deal? 
Pardon me? Do you support No, I don't support the Green New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's a big statement. I support the the radical left. I I support the Biden plan that I put forward. Okay. The Biden plan, which is different than what he calls the radical Green New Deal. All right. Okay, well, according to Joe Biden's own website, at least as of last night, Biden believes the Green New Deal is a crucial framework for the meeting of climate change challenges we face. That sounds pretty supporty to me. I understand for him to say specifically, I don't support the Green New Deal. I understand why Trump didn't trust Chris Wallace. But Chris Wallace was about to expose Joe Biden for his hypocrisy. Right, 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 right. He slapped the noose out of his hand. Yeah, this, the Green New Deal will pay for itself. And I support it on my website, but I do not support it. Oh, if only that moment could have just stood. Chris Wallace was trying to make it clear that you can't have it both ways. You can't keep all the Bernie AOC supporters who think you support the Green, Green New Deal happy and ignore what it's going to cost and claim you don't support it when it's on your website. But Trump got in the way of that, unfortunately. That should be one of the headlines. This should be... Like, historical, half-century sort of historical out of last night's debate um, about the court. And it's not getting enough attention either. And we're going to play that for you now. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how strongly you feel. Let vote now. Make sure you, in fact, let people know your senator. I'm not going to answer the question because because the question is the question is the question left. Will you shut up, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? (laughs) This is on your list, gentlemen. I think this is so unprecedented. We have um. See, 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 that was another one, badgering him. I don't think that helped Trump. It's huge that Joe Biden won't answer that question. That's a big deal. You're going to add justices to the Supreme Court so that you can guarantee you can control how these uh, issues are decided. You're going to change what has been this way for however many years. 150 years, years yeah. Um, and you're not going to answer the question. Right. Your party is saying do it. You're not going to answer the question. Wow. But yeah, kind of got stepped on a little bit. Yeah. And then just the tenor of the debate was so crazy that that wasn't the takeaway. Yeah. That should be one of the takeaways. I can't believe he's going to get elected president not having to take a stand on that. Joe Biden had a number of positions last night, quite a number of them that are utterly indefensible. Green New Deal is indefensible for the majority of Americans. And and not answering that whole Supreme Court thing. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. And then saying Antifa is a, it's an idea, not an organization, and then not denouncing them. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and not digging into that a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was inexcusable. But there's so much, it's like going to Cirque du Soleil. There's so many things happening. I mean, any one thing is like, geez, the way she stood on her, she, she supported her weight with one finger. With well, a, well, no, I was looking at the guy doing triple backflips into a martini glass. What are you kidding me? That guy was spinning with her hair. <laughs> She's just <laughs> hanging by her hair. You can't take it all in. Right. And any individual amazing moment is lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was something. There are going to be two more of them, according to, I don't know, the Old Testament God is back and he's going to punish <laughs> us. Um, 
Uh, how do how do the next moderators handle this? The next one is a town hall format. Is that what you told me, Sean? Yeah. So in two weeks, uh, moderated by Steve Scully, <laughs> political editor at C-SPAN, uh, will moderate a town hall style event with undecided voters from South Florida. Wow, a C-SPAN guy is not used to cable news insanity. I that I well, I got to admit, I've got a lot of curiosity to tune in, see how that goes, see how they handle the format, the microphones, the rest of it. So, town hall style—that means the the people will be asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, with possible follow-ups by the journalist, I suppose. Now, Trump, Kamala Harris. It's a shame that it, it doesn't matter what will happen because a pe- I, Pence, Kamala Harris. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. What did I say? You Trump. Said Trump yeah. yeah, Pence, uh, Harris. I think that will go very, very differently. Uh, and Pence is a careful man, and I think he will. Uh, he will. Well, he will pin Miss Harris's various stance and statements on her pretty effectively. But you know, barring one of them dropping dead of a fatal heart attack, no, nobody's vice, going to pay much attention. A vice president. Vice president. Debate. I mean, so they're expecting a hundred million people to tune in last night, but something like a hundred and sixty million people are going to vote. So 60 million people or more didn't watch last night. They're getting the debate through clips the campaigns are pushing to their Facebook feeds and mm. all that sort of stuff. And that's the way you, you hope to move voters, I guess. That crowd, the low information voters. I've been listening to a variety of experts who've worked on campaigns. Um, yeah, Do they know what they're talking about? They, they certainly think they do. But it's all about low-information voters now. High-information voters have made up their mind, and nobody's changing. There's not a high-information voter in America that is going to change their mind. Right. Yeah, I think about this a lot because I actually stress out over this stuff. I mean, politics make me crazy. I'm simultaneously fascinated and horrified by it. There are political pros. Virtually anybody who is a political pro has accepted that low-information voters are cattle. You either frighten them into running that way, or you dangle food in front of them and make them run that way. So idiotic, misleading messaging that I hear and I think, whoa, 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 it's going to hurt the country. The Constitution says otherwise. You just branded a group white supremacist that's not, or you just let somebody off the hook that's really doing nasty stuff. They're like, Joe, Joe, calm down. God, you're cute. You're so sweet and so naive. Don't you understand we're trying to frighten cattle here? And they've accepted that. And so they can do their job, have three or four cocktails in the evening and unwind. I don't know. It makes me nuts. The fact that the only thing is left is convincing millions of low-information voters, scaring them one way or the other. I apologize for comparing human beings to cattle, but it is very similar. Jack, you've, you've managed cattle. Yeah. Is that uh, metaphor, is it uh, ill-placed? They Should do I have apologize a, for they that? They do have a herd-like mentality. <laughs> well said. Uh, we got this. I thought it was interesting. Um, Trump was asked about, will you disavow white supremacy or whatever? And they got into a conversation about the Proud Boys. And then he said, stand back and stand down or something like that. But something anyway. Like that, yeah. Stand After- back and stand by. There you go. Whatever that means. Will do. Uh, after the debate, I did a Google search for Proud Boys, says this texter, who I know to be uh, on the up and up. Mm-hmm. After the debate, I did a Google search for Proud Boys, looking for their website. Nothing but Wiki and Southern Poverty Law Center saying they are white supremacists. Right. Next, I did a Duck Duck Go search using the same term. 
First hit was their website, which says they are anti-racism and that they have Hispanic and black chapters devoted to helping people get off drugs. Right. Those are two different views you get, whether you use Google or DuckDuckGo. Yeah, they are Western chauvinists, but they specifically and forcefully disavow the idea that they are white supremacists. All right. Somebody tweeted a picture of... This is supposed to be Biden with an earpiece? I don't see anything. There's a wire, Jack. A wire inside the, uh, I'm turning around, a right lapel. Plus, that right at the oh, uh, yeah, okay, edge see. of his, 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 uh, his uh, cuff, his well, shirt cuff, there's a small microphone. Why he'd need a microphone, I don't know. No, but, no, no. Uh, <laughs> this is VP1. Come in. Uh, <laughs> hidden voice in my head. <laughs> Come on. Can you repeat that? Over. <laughs> Uh, give me a quick rundown of immigration policy. Uh, over. Is the Biden is too senile to be president narrative more or less over? Except, you know, in those corners of the Internet. It's pretty close to over, I think. Yeah, he could have another senior moment or two or come off as really doddering. It's not over, over. Absolutely not. There's too much time. Although he will go to ground, as they say. Deep, deep cover uh, to avoid... Any exposure. That, that's why I wondered why he was going to debate again. I don't know why he wouldn't. He, he he performed okay last night, and I think he'd have a perfect out for his crowd. Nobody on his side that's going to vote for him is going to blame him if he said, I'm not going to debate a guy who won't let me get a sentence out. There's no point. Yeah. Well, he he of, could say that, and he wouldn't get dinged for it. One of the most dangerous human emotions, Jack, is hubris, and it is possible that his side is feeling like, look what Trump did to himself. Look what he did. Let's do this two more times. Yeah. And he'll continue to dig his own grave. And maybe, but maybe not. Oof. Don't Oof try to, is don't, right. Don't try to get me excited for a second debate. Jack, the next debate is going to be the key debate. <laughs> That's going to be the debate that really makes everything clear. You miss it, you're a fool. Keep yapping, man. Armstrong and Getty. Some of the polling and polling hours after these debates happen are uh, more or less pointless. Again, Mark Halpern, who we had on, one of the game change guys, he um, he said uh, the the polls immediately after the debates with Trump and Clinton, Clinton won, and all the pundits, of course, Trump was a disaster. But over time, it became clear, looking at the polling and taking results, that Trump won every debate with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's going to be the case last night, but um, he's he's better at it than you think. I I watched some of it for the second time, and when I was calmer and not like in the 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 fever of the what's going to happen next, he's pretty good at at uh, having facts and stuff at his fingertips. There are a number of sports teams I've rooted for through the years that their slogan's been winning ugly. Yeah, they scrap the claw. They they end up up by a run. Anyway, I like this poll from CBS though. Eight in ten voters thought the tenor of the debate was negative. Really, <laughs> eight out of ten thought it had a negative tenor. <laughs> Bring me those two. <laughs> That's a bad tenor. Who right are the there? other twenty percent? I thought it was positive <clears throat> and uplifting. Well, I'd really enjoyed that. <laughs> More like this, please. <laughs> I had to pause occasionally because I was taking so many notes. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I thought the section on law and order, Trump was particularly strong. Of course, I'm way on his side on that issue, but uh, here's some of it. You can't even say the word law enforcement, because if you say those words, you're going to lose all of your radical left supporters. And why aren't you saying those words, Joe? Why don't you say the words law enforcement? Because you know what? If they called us in Portland, we would put out that fire in a half an hour. But they won't do it because they're run by radical left Democrats. If you look at Chicago, if you look at any place you want to look, Seattle, they heard we were coming in the following day and they put up their hands and we got back Seattle. Minneapolis, we got it back, Joe, because we believe in law and order, but you don't. The top 10 cities and just about the top 40 cities are run by Democrats and in many cases, radical left. And they've got you wrapped around their finger, Joe, to a point where you don't want to say anything about law and order. And I'll tell you what, the people of this country want and demand law and order, and you're afraid to even say it. That's a pretty good little screed from Trump there. That was absolutely a strong moment. Yeah. Here's more. But the reason this is, is that the Democrats that absolutely run these cities ridiculous. don't want to talk like you about law and order. Violent and you crime. still haven't mentioned. Violent Are you crime. in favor of law and order? I'm in favor of law. You follow Are you in favor of law order. and order? Go yes, ahead. You ask a question, let him. Oh, do we have the part where Trump asks him if a single law enforcement agency has backed him? I thought was that was in one of those clips. Yeah, I thought that was. Oh, that, that was huge. Dang it. He said, all the police organizations across the country have backed me, Joe. Have any backed you? Name one. No, go. We got, we got plenty of time. Name one. Right. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, it, it just, a, this is kind of a meta comment. One of the reasons that first Trump clip we played was so good was that Biden didn't yep. interrupt him. He Absolutely. didn't talk over him, Absolutely. which suggests that was a tactical mistake by Biden. To let him talk. Right, which suggests that maybe we need to do something about the format and the microphones and the rest of us, the rest of it. Because once you're willing to go uh, 1960s pro wrestling and throw salt in people's eyes and have a blade hidden in your shorts and the rest of it, it, it becomes impossible to do what we think we're here to do. Well, Sean kept saying through the primaries that he believed that that was that there will never be debates again. Will there be presidential debates? I mean, could we get away from that and decide this is not the way to figure things out? Uh, listen, they I, they haven't mattered. I mean, there's no statistical statistics. There's no stats to show you that that it that it's a huge game changer or anything like that. It almost never is. So why do we do it? Uh, I realize I'm focus gonna, on something else. I'm going to come off as an egomaniac, but there's a big caveat here. If you put me in charge of it. I'm sure I could make it substantive and significant. Here's your caveat. I don't think the campaigns would agree to my rules. No so. no crowd to start with. Uh, well, although last night was fine. Shout was out to crowd. them. They kept their mouths shut and their hands apart. Except some of the involuntary, oh! <laughs> right, <laughs> but, you right. know, you can't fault somebody for that. God, what was the line Trump got off that made Chris Wallace laugh? And I thought, that's a little uncool. You shouldn't, as the boss... <laughs> Laughter is involuntary, Jack, in most circumstances. Oh, he's got Coronavirus! the Coronavirus! That's thought, right, Cardi. I thought as the moderate. Uh-oh. No, no, no. no back Coronavirus! Again. Oh, boy. <laughs> Reinfection. Uh, I, thought, oh, I thought if no. this happened the other way, right, you know, people on the right would be going nuts, that the moderator's laughing at Biden's jokes, but Wallace did laugh at one of Trump's shots. I don't remember which one it was. It was I funny. can't remember. I can't remember. A uh, play is 23, just for chuckles. 
You agreed with Bernie Sanders on a plan. How, that's folks, absolutely folks, agreed do you have to, any idea what this clown's doing? They call it Mr. Do you have any Socialized medicine. Mr. President. Well, i tell you what. He is not for any help for people needing health care. Because his... <laughs> so Biden calls Trump a clown and then claims the president's against anybody getting health care? That's, that's an odd stance. Do we have the WPE clip? You know what I'm saying, there, Sean? Where he calls him the worst president ever. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Which, I don't remember which, which number is, that was. 20, 46. 46. I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. And we're going to, I'm going to eliminate those tax okay. cuts. And make sure that we invest in the people who, in fact, need the help. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over the last 25 years? Because you you weren't president screwing things up. You were a senator. You're the the worst president America has ever had. Come on. Let me me just tell you, Joe, I've done more in in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. We've done things that you never even thought of doing, including fixing the broken military that you gave me, including taking care uh, of your family. Because Chris Wallace occasionally felt the need to fact check. One thing he didn't fact check, and nobody fact checks, is the utterly fallacious claim that the Trump tax cuts mostly benefited the rich. Mm. Even the Washington Post fact checker gave that many Pinocchios. The vast benefit went to working-class Americans. If you look at individual cases and percentage, blah, 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 you can manipulate the numbers, but it's not true. You're the worst president of America ever. It's never been said in a debate before. Like your opinion, man. (laughs) Keep yapping, man.